is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box 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 Brothers Podcast. How are you doing today, Nicholas? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Just pretty good? Just, just pretty good. I mean, I got my I got my Corvette racing shirt on. Yeah, I picked it up. Picked it up. <laughs> From Walmart today? <laughs> Walmart night. yesterday. Uh, yeah, like five bucks. Five bucks is good and nice. Okay, so if you need your racing gear, all of the NASCAR, Daytona, 500, anything that your heart desires, hit up Walmart. And I'm also fresh off. My Gunter Stip Shiner Stip ride. We're on a barge this week because double points finish. How about that double point finish? Mick P6, baby! Yeah, Mick had a good race. K Mag had a good race. Uh, Mick. Driver was, of the day. Did he get driver of the day? He did get driver of the did day. Did you vote for him for I driver did. of the day? I did vote for him for driver okay. of the day. Good. Because who else were we going to give it to? Hamilton? No. Verstappen, maybe. Leclerc, yes, possibly. Carlos, no, not after that explosion of an engine that he <laughs> well, that's had. That's not even his fault. <laughs> Ferrari. No, that is that's Ferrari. Well, blowing up their engine. No, uh, it's it's not looking good. Um, but yes, Mick had a fantastic race. It was awesome to see him out in the points finish. And I think uh, we've let the lion loose on the F1 grid. We're bringing up second half of the season, F2 and F3, Mick. Watch out. He's just, he found himself. Well, because I'm pretty sure it was a confidence thing. Like, once he got once he got those first points, he's like, oh, yeah, I, this, this is easy. I can do this. Everyone else sucks. I can do this. Yeah, just bringing out that Michael energy. Just realized, oh, wait, this, this car isn't that bad. Yeah. I, I can do it. If, if K-Mag can do this, then I definitely can do this. So it was it was great. He's now jumped that. the problem child of Red Bull in the standings, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, how many points does he have on the season now? Twelve. Twelve? Okay. So he got ten points for this last one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ten points for six. Okay. So he jumps Yuki at Red Bull, which is good. And Rick. Joe and Albon and Stroll and Latifi. So then what's he sitting at in the driver's standing right now? Fifteenth. Fifteenth, okay. Who's the next victim on the list? His mentor. Oh no, not <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> Vettel. Vettel is next up on the chopping block. And okay. then it's his and then it's Pierre Ricardo. Kivi Magnesine. Fernando Alonso, Vastrodi, Bottos, Esteban Ocon, Lando Norris, and Lewis Hamilton. Alright, so how how high do you actually see him? getting this year on I the think driver's he, I think he can get top, top 10. He gets above Fernando Alonso at 10? Well, I just think, I think he gets in the top 10. Okay. So who drops out of the top 10? I think it's going to be Norris or Sainz. Okay. So Norris or Sainz dropping out of the top 10 and Mick coming up. Does he beat Kevin in the last uh, in the last couple of races? I think he does. With I mean, with how he was driving today, it... It looks hard to beat him because even in the sprint qualifier, he was defending Hamilton and like he crazy. He didn't have DRS. It was just yes, just raw placement of character or car. Yes, it was that battle between Verstappen last week trying to get up to P7, and then now this week battling Hamilton. He 
he feels like he deserves to be up in F1 and he he needed to start showing this because Gunter was actively looking for other options in that hot seat. But now, not so much. Now, sorry, Roman Grosjean, you're, you're sticking in IndyCar for another couple seasons. Well, okay, in this post-race interview, he looks very much like a young Michael Schumacher. Well, that happens when you're his son. <laughs> he looks very much like a young, young, young Michael Schumacher. That's like you saying, oh, Ben, you look like a young James Perez. A little bit. If you were to go, go look. No. Yeah. You you also look like a young, young James. I would look more so than you. Who? You? Yeah. Why, just because you got a, more curly hair? Yeah. <laughs> you also have lighter skin. But, I'm Mexican. <laughs> yes, yes, we are both. Um, anyways, so Mick had a, a great race. Uh, double points for Haas, like you said. Um, and it was just some fun racing today. Oh. The Red Bull ring did not disappoint we are sorry for our mix-up last week because we kept on calling it hungry and hungry is definitely not austria so we apologize for that um getting on with the race what were your top three moments that you saw today russell into perez like exact same as al as albon hamilton like i'm pretty sure hamilton told pre-race you know someone tries to push you on this outside it's only going to cost you a five second penalty you can just Get him out of the race. I, I know from experience. Yeah, because yeah, that happened too. Yeah, like you said. <laughs> and um, Vettel and um, who? Gasly. Yeah, Vettel and Gasly also did the same thing at the exact <laughs> same turn and corner. In the exact same place. Yes. Gasly saw Russell do that earlier. I was like, oh, I saw it on the jumbotron. I can take out a rival too. Let me just. Uh, Move a little over, my front right's just, uh, or my front tire just slipped. Speaking of Pierre, he hasn't been racing good. No? He hasn't been putting in high points finishes. Or is that just the Alphatari not being fast? What What did he finish today? Well, he finished... fifteenth. Alright, 15th. What did he finish last week? Last week, he finished, um, that's the same ring. Last week, he finished in, DNF. Oh, uh, he DNF'd. What did mm. he DNF from? Was it a crash? Uh, pretty sure, no, uh, yeah, it was. It was Sonoda bending himself into him. Uh, it was the synchronized swimming of Yuki Sonoda and Pierre Gasly. Around that turn, as and then it in Canada it was 14th. Okay, just not a good showing. No, it is not a good showing. Everyone goes through slumps though, so maybe Pierre is just going through one of those slumps. It might be hurting his chances to get to a higher team in the upcoming years because he just signed, re-signed with Alvatore for next season. Whoop, 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 whoop. Your next, next conspiracy theory is coming in again. Okay, what's your conspiracy theory this time? So, and the, a sports announcer was talking after, and he goes, it's just a shame that Daniel Ricciardo will be out of out of F1 next year. And just talking about how the IndyCar driver is going to come in, and, he, and then someone told him, he was like, 
like the other announcers like looked at him and were like so apparently there's some padded gossip well i know they're testing a, like two of their indycar drivers because that's where mclaren does have an indycar team over in the states and they have brought both of them over to do some testing in the McLaren. Well, you already. know that actually there's a clause in this contract where they can flip driver series. So even though he doesn't lose his contract, he can be flipped to IndyCar. When did that? Like, because that's always that been I've, in his contract. Everything that I've seen in his contract is dependent on Ricardo. So it is a Ricardo friendly contract, it is a driver friendly contract that he gets to choose whether he is still with McLaren in 2023. Do you think, so, do you think McLaren will change how they do contracts from now on? Well, most likely, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard that they would swap them. I don't, like that seems an odd thing to put in a contract just from a driver's standpoint. And that would be odd that Daniel Ricardo, who wants to be in Formula One, who still has a desire to be in Formula One, would have that in there and just give them the possibility to send them over to IndyCar if they didn't like them. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just so sad for the honey badger. Yeah, but I think he has at least two more years in there, so he's going to finish up his contract. I. I don't we think he gets re-signed. I we I agree with that, but I don't think that he leaves before his contract. I think he has one more year, and maybe it's more like a Damon Hill sort of situation that when Damon Hill was at Williams back in the day, he knew that he was going to get sacked, and he ended up driving like he was the world champion, champion won the world championship that year, and then still got sacked by Williams. So... That would be crazy if Ricardo went on a Damon Hill-like spree, was driving, out driving his uh, teammate in Lando Norris. McLaren comes back with better arrows, is able to compete and win against the. Well, we're the top halfway of the through. We just have the rest of this month, and then do you know what it is, Ben? It's silly season. No, it's midsummer break. All right. Well, that's the start of silly season. We got all of August. They're off. Yes. We need to get that European summer over in America. Why? Oh, because that'd be awesome to just take a, a month off and go travel around the world. Like this is in the end of uh, the end of July, like all of August. It's probably the quietest time to go over to Europe because everyone's on vacation. So if you were to go to Paris or London, everyone's just gone. So there's not much open. <laughs> Not a lot of tourists, but not so much it's either. it's not just a Formula One thing. It's a like it's a European thing. Yeah, it's a European thing. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a it's a completely European thing. I had no clue. I thought it was just Formula One did that. No. Oh, yeah, it's a European thing. So they they recommend everyone take their vacation in a month, and then they get paid for it too, which is cool. Unlike our two weeks of vacation over in over in america yeah take the whole month off we'll, yeah we'll see you soon enough relax enjoy nicholas recharge and then come back to us refreshed and ready to work again yeah I mean, don't, no you're just gonna sit here do do mild work while you're around yeah pretend like you're working for eight hours a day actually do two hours of work and then just muck around at the 
watering hole for the rest of the six hours. So the Europeans have it right and Midsummer's break. So other than Mick and Pierre Gasly disappointing, what was your third biggest takeaway from today's race? <laughs> boom, boom, Carlos Sainz. It's a pretty big one today. Boom, boom. Uh, that was so, that was, it was just such an odd, odd thing because him and Max were battling and Ferrari looked poised to take a one-two in this race. Because Minio, but not in his elbow, slipped. Oh no, the, oh. On the button? Yeah, he hit the button, he hit the self-destruct button. Oh, dang, Carlos. That wasn't retired even... Car, retired car. I would be more impressed if Bonato could do that. with, And he had a button on the pit wall to just oh. explode cars. Because he might install one of those in Red Bulls and then just press the button. And the plot of cars, too. Have... <laughs> I've never seen cars, You've too. You've never seen cars, too. So basically, there's a big Italian mob. And this dude introduces, like, a renewable fuel to like um to this racing series all around the globe and all the cars that run the renewable fuel blow up because someone shoots an emp at them and ah. so he wants everyone to switch back to regular fuel so sebastian Vettel may suffer the same fate ah okay well his renewable v12 <laughs> well well hopefully he doesn't get shot with an emp from the italian mob from cars what are they the ferraris and Alfa Romeo cars in, in the movie. And, and uh, Mini Coopers and um, Spiders. Aren't Mini Coopers British? No, like they're like, they're like the little, they're little Italian cars. But, but Alfa, the, um, what, what car is it? I know which car, yeah, the Fiat. Yeah, the Fiat. Okay, the Fiats are the, the Okay, that makes, that makes more sense. Okay, so... Hopefully, Vettel doesn't get sh shot because he's using more renewable energy. But that was it was crazy because they were battling, and then you just see the stream of liquid just shoot out of his car like a hose leaking in the backyard. And then uh, he takes the cutoff trying to get up to and turn off so the race doesn't get a yellow flag and a safety car doesn't come out. But then as soon as he's going up the hill, which is at an incline, just rolls it, back. It catches on fire, <laughs> and then it starts rolling back down, and he's, like, trying to stop it, throwing on the brake, but then he has him having flames behind him. The marshals are being slow as hell to get over and extinguish the fire and well they sent one guy out they were like uh uh, uh and he tried to put the block on one side and the car turned in yeah. and started rolling back down the hill and you're like what what are you doing marshals um well also so another thing i noticed is that they cut away from it really quickly yeah so as soon as it caught on fire they were like filming him and then they saw him get out the car and then go back in the car and then like cut away no they saw that he took out the the wheel and then he got out of the car and then you saw him get out of the car and then he was sitting by the EMT just, and then the EMT came just came face in his hands just depressed yeah I mean it's gonna affect them for the the cost cap because that was a lot of damage none all carbon fiber <laughs> yeah and none due to like Carlos's fault it was just Ferrari's reliability because that leads right into one of the biggest things that I was going to talk about is right after that incident with Carlos, 
you then hear Charles Leclerc go, hello, my, my throttle is not working. My gas pedal, the spring, the spring, it does, it's not coming back up. No, it's just, it is stuck. So I'm just imagining him, he was like using his toe to pry it back up and then go back down as you were, he was going around the curbs. I wonder if there's ever been a barefoot driver. I mean, I think it'd be dangerous. There's probably has been, but it's probably out of safety regulations because if the car catches on fire, then there's no barrier of protection for your foot. Well, I know. I was thinking about that. I was driving barefoot around. I was like, huh, I wonder if an F1 driver ever did this. Like, it was just that much contact with the pedal and you could, like, really feel it. Well, I'm sure their shoes are super flexible and malleable, so it's almost like they're driving barefoot yeah they're very tight too but imagine what would have happened if both ferraris dnf because they were on the last 10 laps of the race and then we had a double mclaren a double a double ferrari podium or double mercedes podium we uh, we would have had a double mercedes podium they're just there to scrape up all the points but like Hamilton second second podium in a row, so he he's been doing well, even though he uh, struggled in qualifying this week um, after his crash. Only qualified eighth, Russell qualified fourth, but then uh, made up some ground in the the sprint on Saturday morning, and then had a hell of a drive on Sunday. So, but do you know what? Do you want? Do you want to know something funny? What? Just how crazy the Red Bull and Ferrari are just in their own league. Max Verstappen finished a second and a half behind Leclerc. Hamilton, who came in third place by the way, finished forty-one seconds. Russell in fourth place finished fifty-eight seconds. Ocon in fifth place finished sixty-eight seconds behind. In sixth place, one lap, a lap down, a lap down. Sixth place from now on, just a lap down. Well, those are also from the Red Bull ring. Uh, Hamilton started at P8, correct? Yeah. And had to work his way up through the midfield to get there. So that's going to slow him down. I don't think that's necessarily indicative of the pace. Do you think you Hamilton could have battled Leclerc? If he was up on the front row, I think it would have been a lot closer battle, similar to what you saw in Silverstone, because he was right there with him, even without a, a safety car. I still think that they beat him by a few seconds, but I don't think it's the 40-plus seconds that you saw at the Austria ring that you're making but reference you know, to. Do you know what was funny? Was that five-position five jackal for place, for, like, ninth place or, like, sixth place or whatever it was? Yeah. With Mick, with Mick, Ocon, Norris, Magnuson, Ricardo, and Alba, um, Alonso. That was yeah. some good racing. Yes, it was. They were going four racing. wide into a corner that you normally only takes one person and making it through without touching. Yeah, these, these, this is probably one of the best racing seasons that we've seen. So having that race that you just spoke of this week, having what we saw in Silverstone last week after the safety car, it's just cool that they're able to follow as close as they have been. And able to come back. Like once you get overtaken, you're not you're not out. Yeah, because we, we saw the, the move at uh, turn one three or four times that the inside person goes and cuts off the inside as the person tries to uh, dive bomb bomb him on turn three, right? 
and then they run wide onto the track and then the person who was pushed wide just is like whoop i'm going to cut under and then has a uh straight straight down to turn four and they made that move like four or five times throughout the race which was really cool to watch so just being able to battle and catch each other is really neat um it was cool like just seeing them just so close yeah and that may be also due to the drivers having more comfortability with the the cars and as they get farther into the season i think we're just going to see more of it um because these these tracks coming up will also be more uh more prone to battling and overtaking too because where are they going next week france next week they are in france then they're in hungary then they're in spa then they're in the netherlands then they're in monza then they're going back to one of my favorite tracks that i've never actually seen raced singapore then they go to japan which is a driver favorite then got the us mexico brazil and abu dhabi yeah so all like there's a lot of races that have places to overtake and if the cars can follow as closely as they have been then it's just going to be an awesome last half of the season it should be we got 12 more races yep 12 no not 12 11 more races right yes 11 more races if it's a 22 length season yeah i just i think these tracks are so much more fun to drive than the past yeah, well, we've had so many street circuits on the, the front end of the grid, and then at the back end of the grid, you have actual designated tracks. tracks. Mm-hmm. So it will be cool. Um, and I think the second thing on my list, uh, we hit on it a little bit, but Merck taking a 3-4 after uh, Red Bull and Ferrari DNF, they're just there to scrape up the points after the... The other team's reliability have been making an issue. It's crazy just how many points are lost, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, and Hamilton, second podium in a row. George uh, regains his streak of being in the top five, which is also cool. Um, Even though him, he got slapped with a five-second penalty for causing that wreck with Checo, which did more damage to Checo than it did George. So I don't know how I feel about it, because if you knock someone out of the race and ruin their race, a five second penalty seems like a small slap on the wrist very mild compared to what what Checo had to do because he retired halfway during the race. Um, Well, he tried. He tried. And then it just it didn't work. Mm hmm. Like he, he he gave it a shot, yeah. And then he just the car just gave out on him, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Oh no!" Yeah. So yeah, that was that was uh, mainly what what I wanted to to talk about today. So like the the Red Bull, the Ferrari, Hamilton, and then Mick being let out of the bag, which we started with. Yeah. Um, were all my like biggest takeaways. So. Hopefully this continues until next, into the next race in Paris in two weeks. Um, but I think the teams will have time to build upgrades. Gets a two-week break, correct? Believe yeah. I know they race one more time before 
they ended. They race like the first week of August, and then after that, it's done. Yes, so they have time to do upgrades, design some more aerodynamic features, and France will hopefully be the the best race of the season. Um, you always hope that for your next race. <laughs> yes, we hope that they improve for for next time. Um, but that was our um, takeaways for for the race. You want to get into our Driver. top 10 drivers, Nick? Let's go. Okay, so let's start out with who failed this week. And mm -hmm. there was a couple DNFs, so they get a an I in our books, and I believe that was Carlos, the Mexican Checo. Okay, so we got Perez, Latifi, and Sainz. All DNF'd. And then... So um, they get incompletes for them. And then who gets failing grades this week? Vettel, Sonoda, Gasly, Joe, Stroll, Albon, Botas. Alright, sorry if you're in the bottom. We don't award grades to people who don't get points. So you guys all get Fs. Alright, well let's get into number 10. Do we have uh, music this we week? We do not have intro oh, music this week. Okay, well we'll just go through the, the thing. Alonzo. Number 10, the lion, Alonzo. What are you giving him for this drive this week? Mm, I give him. That's a good drive, so B, B minus. B minus. Got into the points. Got into the points. Could have been. Could have always been better, but mm -hmm. it was. That's okay. Yeah, Alpine got another point to start battling with uh, McLaren. I think they are tied in the the driver or the constructors championship so yeah good race for fernando i will also give him a, a b solid solid nothing to write home about but at 41 if you can still get your crappy alpine into the points you deserve a passing grade so a b for alonzo number nine Coming up number nine, the man from down under, Daniel Ricardo. Ooh, the honey badger coming in with a the first of the McLaren doubles points finish. He raced nine, and his sprints probably was a little um. Uh, I, I don't even know what the right word that I'm trying to uh, say is, but it was affected by McLaren. I don't know if you've seen the memes, but yeah. he was radioing to his engineer about trying to get past Albon because, or not Albon, Lando. Uh, sprints have typically been one of his stronger suits where he can just go out and race and put his car up. That's how he got his win in Monza last year, mm -hmm. but he was radioing them, trying to let him pass. It looked like he had more pace than Norris during the sprint race, but they never switched him. And whenever he called, they would just be like, we'll get back to you. Yeah, I give him, I give him, I'll give him an A. Danny Rigg did good throughout the sprint and then pushed himself in the race. Ben, I want you to take a look at this move right here on the screen. Yep. This, this is this is you. You're in your Joe, and you hit me, and then you hit me. You, 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 do you see that? Do you see that? When was this? Us last night. Oh. Do you see this? Do you see this, mate? Yeah. Bloody I got, hell! I got pushed in. 
right. So the honey badger, let's get back to our podcast real quick. So there's less editing that I have to do later. Um, but yes. So the honey badger takes nine. You gave him an A, mm-hmm. you said. I will also give him an A. I give him an A minus. For I'll give him a B. He's been a team player. I want to see him be more Carlos Sainz at McLaren and take over. So just have a little bit more of that assertiveness. Say like I am the better driver, and then if he crashes into Norris, he crashes into Norris. He still has his contract. There's nothing that Zach Brown can do about it. Might as well just make a chaos in the McLaren if they're gonna start leaking stuff to the press. That's that's my view for it. So let let the world of McLaren burn. And next uh, up at number eight, a man that we all love, Kevin Magnuson for the U.S. Hoss team. So K-Mag comes in eighth. He had a good race. I'm going to give him a B. Solid. He did not beat Mick this week. So, yep. Can't give him an A. But giving him a B. Solid race. Got into the points. Got A. Was battling. Had some really good defending. I had a note that his defense on lap 25 was fantastic. I forget who it was on. But go back to lap 25 if you want to see K-Mag defending. Amazing. So, for that, I will give him a B. What about you? I give him an A. Hoss in the points. Hoss in the points. Alright, well, I'm just going to say if Haas ever gets points, both of their drivers get A's for... Haas on top! My Haas illusions in the... To the, the points. Alright, so number seven... We got... Mr. Lando Norris! Yeah, Lando had a, a solid race. He tried to be a little cheeky at the end with his battle with Akon and uh, whoever came in five, Mick. But a uh, solid race out of Lando. Nothing spectacular out of the, the sprint either or qualifying. So. I mean, when you get beat by the offspring of Michael Schumacher, like, I mean, he gets a C in my book. Like, well, I mean, you can't say that because Mick was the the better driver. So you're you're discounting Mick as the better driver compared to Lando. And who do you want to be a better driver, Nick? Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher or Mick Schumacher? Mick, Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. Yeah. So so we'll give him a XC, especially with that tension building of McLaren. We're we're Danny fans here, so. Not that big of a fan of Lando Norris. Yes, we we also might might drop our uh, most punchable faces on the F1 grid. We were talking about it earlier, and we we do want to make that a podcast, probably during the <laughs> the break. But we we have a list about eight right now on the grid that um, just have punchable faces. Numero, so stay tuned. Six, number six. 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 It's our boy. Do you have a song? For the U.S. team. Only one on the grid. The U.S.O.A. The Haas team. Haas on top. Mick 
Schumacher, our driver of the day, and who gave Gunther Steiner his place in F1? Yes. Yes, Mick comes in number six. Fantastic drive for him. Like we had mentioned earlier, he's driving like a man on fire. Finally has the confidence of a person who scored his F1 points, got that weight off his chest. Now he's gunning for that top spot. So if he continues to put it together in France and the rest of the season, I think he's going to be a scary driver in the Formula One. To and mess with. I give you, like, give him a year because when's Carlos's contract up? Boom, Ferrari driver. 2024 is when his contract's up? I'm not sure. Because I don't think it's next year. But it probably is 2024. I think if he keeps this up, he's a shoe-in for the Ferrari job. Yes. And I think Carlos has to find a spot elsewhere on the grid. Maybe back at Matt, back at McLaren driving with Lando. You never know. Next up, number five. You're Frenchman. Nah. The Frenchman. Esteban Ocon. Ocon. Oh, so for the French driver, I am going to give him a... Hmm, I don't like him, so I'm going to give him a C. Not because of any of his merits on the track. He does an amazing race. He gets an A-. minus. What was his best lap on track? Uh, the six-way fight with all everyone. No. Still... He goes back to his home race, so we will see if he continues. I also did not watch him much on the on the broadcast. So, uh, he gets a C for me. So, A for you, C for me. Now, coming in at number four, the first of the Britain's Pride. And if he continues like this and gets a couple world championships once Lewis Hamilton retires, he will probably be crowned a sir as well. I don't know for a fact, but I think everyone who has won a Drivers World Championship has been crowned a sir. In Britain? Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like a made-up fact. <laughs> I don't know if Nico Rosberg has has been crowned a, a sir. Oh, has he? Okay, never mind. So my rule: look at look it up real quick while while we're talking about this. Um, what? Because uh, I don't know who else from... There's been a lot of Britain. Has every British F1 driver been knighted a sir? This is great podcasting as we Syria the results that we were just wondering. Gosh. We do not have a research team like the big podcast, but we do have Google. So Google is helping us translate and get everything. Uh, four British Formula One drivers have been knighted. Yes, have they all... Lewis been? Hamilton, Jackie Stewart, Sterling Moss, and Jack Brabham. All right, well, I bet you they all won the Drivers' Championship, too. So, <laughs> oh, a lot of them But he's, he's F1's sixth night. Yeah. Yeah. I know, he was just knighted a year or two ago. Oh, Frank Williams. Yes. Patrick Head. Yes. Are the other two okay? So, you know, if as long as you bring Britain great pat like great pride and 
country for automobile racing, you will be knighted. So if George can win a world championship, I'm sure he'll be up there with Sir Lewis Hamilton and be Sir George. Um, so he ran a, a good race. He had a solid sprint race, continues to put it in the top five. So I will give him an A for just being able to mop up the points when Ferrari and Red Bull's reliability comes into play. He does get knocked uh, 10 points for the the collision on Checo, but he did that out of self-serving faction. So he gets a 90 A, not a 95, but a 90 point A minus for me. Next up, last use. What? Oh, F. (laughs) He hit Sergio. (laughs) F. Fair enough. All right. Number three. Lewis Hamilton. The Sir Lewis himself. Solid race. I got stuck behind Mick during the sprint, but still came away with one point. Him and the Schumacher was fighting really hard for that one point during Saturday. They were. Uh, But he had a fantastic race, was able to take it from eighth all the way up to third, got on his podium for the second time in a row. So for that, I'm going to give him an A, and he was solid. The race was clean and taken away a maximum amount of points. I mean, that's really all you can ask. It's an A for me. Yeah. So both A's for us now. Number two on the list. Super, super hot. The Dutch man himself, Max Verstappen! Woo! The Orange Army was in full strain this week. So Mate. much orange smoke out there. I would be concerned if I was a driver. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised anyone could see turn the turns going into the that orange sea that they had there. It's also cool to see all that support for Max at his home race mm-hmm. or at Red Bull's home race. Yeah, I mean um, the orange army came out strong. That's all. That's all you're gonna know. Yeah, if there was a couple more laps in the race, he could have. Uh, he might have been able to pull it out from from Charles, but after his sprint race Saturday. Um, Taken away eight points, got one more point up on Charles coming in second. Uh, solid, solid race. Didn't necessarily have the pace compared to the Ferraris today, which was surprising based on what Saturday was. But yeah, still gets an A for me. Great race, just managing expectations, and he knows what it takes to win. So staying stable, staying level-headed, and most likely if he continues to do this. He's going to have his fair share of ones, especially if Ferrari continues to have these reliability issues. He's never finished lower than second. Nope. And he continues that that tradition, so he gets an A for me. Just steady, solid, and he's going to be the Drivers' Championship this year. It's your official call. Yeah. Mm. Halfway through the season. So what are you giving him? A+. plus. A plus? He gets an M, actually. An M for Max. Alright, I'll, I'll allow it. It's the highest grade that. possible. So, a he gets like a 9. So, if Hamilton gets like a 95, 96, Max is going to get a 95, 96. I'd put him on the same 
same part with Lewis's drive today. Uh, uh, you're Monegaskin, who I severely dislike. I don't yeah. like, I'm not a Leclerc fan at all. A lot um, of the women disagree with you, but that doesn't matter to you. I don't care. He was, he's very hateable. I, I don't know, I dislike. You dislike him, but yeah. I disagree. Anyway, coming in at number one, taking it P1 at the end, the Monegaskian Charles Leclerc. What are you giving him? Your arch nemesis. C, C plus, <laughs> for just just based on personal personal opinions. Yes. Okay. Well, C plus. I'm not gonna argue with you because that's not a winning argument to make. I'm going to give him an A. The way that he was able to manage that car, especially the last ten laps, with his throttle issue that he was complaining about, and being able to get it on the line, get it over the line. I thought he was at risk of double DNFing the Ferrari and that would have been the most Ferrari thing to do would be Ferrari with a easy one two and just have reliability coming to you. Also drivers to one thing that happened today that I don't think enough people realize is that on the podium mm -hmm. whenever their things came up, it came up with the wrong names for the wrong teams. So you know how Leclerc was on the top step of the podium? It said yeah. Sergio Perez, whenever <laughs> Ferrari and with then, the Netherlands flag? What? No, with the Monaco one of with the Monaco flag. And then it had um uh Max Verstappen is, was normally P two and Carlos Sainz at Red Bull Racing P two. <laughs> and then the other one was Max Verstappen V three Mercedes. <laughs> or just a little fortune telling out in the Austrian <laughs> Red Bull race. <laughs> what what happened out there? Uh an intern messed up. That's well, exactly I think I mean. that they had already put in like what they thought were going to be the race results, and then no one changed them. <laughs> oh, well, Someone changed the teams, but not the not the not the podium. They they had um, rigged it to be this, but <laughs> George had other plans. <laughs> yes, they did. Chito Minato also had other plans by pressing that self destruct button on Ferrari. So those are our drivers' grades of the week. Good job, class for this this race and we will see you next week in paris so a quick preview of the france grand prix what are your initial thoughts it may be kind of a boring one yeah why is that it's been a boring race uh, in the past yeah. okay not a lot of overtakes no, but you never know with these cars because the biggest thing was once you get in the dirty air, like you were done on this track. Mm -hmm. But now that they can follow closer, uh, there there's chance for overtakes and racing. So there's not, it's a very flat track. There's a lot of turns and hopefully they'll be able to drive close and battle each other. Um, but we'll see next week. It's a normal qualifying, correct? So Friday... P1, P2, or Thursday, P1, P2, Friday, P3, qualifying, and then Saturday, wait, no, I have this backwards. Friday, P1, P2, Saturday, P3, and qualifying, and, qualifying, and then the race Sunday. There we go. You got it. All right. Well, that is all of us for this week. We wanted to get it at record and get it to you before the the qualifying in two weeks like we were this week 
But thank you for tuning in and um, check out our other work on BoxBox Box, Box Podcast. And then hopefully, I know we've been saying this a lot, we'll get some merch drawn up and get the, the t-shirts out there. All right. Is that everything? Yep. That's it for me. Uh, ben, we're going to need you to take it into the pits. Box, box. Box, box. Retire the car.